Welcome to the Pats Militia Podcast featuring Ryan Kennedy. That completion is good for another Patriot. First down. Your New England Patriots are five-time champions. The podcast for the fans, by the fans. Quick open letter to Danny Amendola. If you're a podcast listener, please consider pulling a Josh McDaniels and staying in New England and backing out of the deal. Signed sincerely, every Patriots fan. What is going on, Pats Nation? Rough day yesterday. Uh, we were waiting for some news to happen. There's been a lot of rumors going around, like who we might try to sign, who we're going to keep, and so on and so forth. But we haven't really seen anything cemented yet besides just rumors. But yesterday, got a notification from our from our website, patsmotion.com. Um, where one of our writers wrote a great article, but I was shocked to see it. That Danny Amendola has signed with the Miami Dolphins. Divisional rival Miami Dolphins. Danny playoff Amendola. It's sad. Um, So basically this podcast, we're going to talk about what happened yesterday between three of, I would say, our top players and why they're gone, and where they went, and how we feel about it over here. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you're new to us, please subscribe, and we appreciate all you listeners tuning in today. So yeah, let's get started right away. So the Danny Amendola trade, this was the first news that hit yesterday. Um, It's a shocker. I think, I mean, he deserved to get paid. I mean, every year... In the season, he would play good. He'd be open on those third down, on those clutch um, those clutch plays. Like, if you go back and watch some of our third downs over the past few years when, like, we're trailing or something, Danny Amendola's wide open, and or he makes a crazy, crazy catch on third downs. He's so clutch. I think he is one of the most clutch receivers in the Patriots era, like in the Tom Brady era, one of the most clutches. I mean... You don't really see it in his stats. So, like, other teams and stuff, like, who don't really know much about him, then they look at his stats. It's like, okay, he's an all-right player. I mean, stats are good, but once you go in and if you watch the game season and the catches he makes and the situations he makes them in, they're so clutch. In the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, he had over 100 yards. In In most of the playoff games this year, he tore it up. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, Danny, obviously, he's getting paid about five times more, almost six times more what he was getting paid here in New England and guaranteed at least five times more. I mean, if someone just came up to me and said, I will multiply your yearly salary by at least four times, maybe six, anyone's going to take that offer. I mean... He's been, he's been taking pay cut after pay cut every year. So, I mean, there's only so many times you can just keep taking a pay cut to play for the team that you love. And it's sad that they didn't offer him more. I mean, they definitely have something planned here. But, I mean, it's, it's Amendola. Like, the relationship he's formed with, like, Patriots fans over the last year. And he's always just been, like, really, really good spirit and just, like, a humble guy. And his, like, story and upbringing was, is really good. Like, he was never, like, a stellar perform, performer in, like, college and high school and stuff. And he just he just kept working. 
he just kept working, 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 and just kept building his way to the top. And he was in New England for quite some years and won two Super Bowls here, um, had a lot of clutch plays in those Super Bowls. Like If you go back and watch those Super Bowls and you watch Danny Amendola, you'll see that he contributed to those wins. The one against the Falcons scored the touchdown and the game-tying two-point conversion with also some nice third-down catches. Then the one against the Seahawks, he had a nice clutch touchdown and other clutch catches. So he contributed a lot to those two Super Bowls and contributed a lot to this organization. And I thank him a lot. It's going to be sad. Not, I mean, at least I'll get to see him two times a year playing against us. But I don't think he'll put up the same numbers with the Dolphins quarterback Tannehill passing to him. And I don't think it's just it's a sad day. But, you know, I guess you, you got to move on. And uh, next news, piece of news ahead, like with the Danny news, I was pretty sad. I was on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook for a few hours after actually just like talking with you guys and seeing your feedback. And the general consensus around New England fans were they were they were just pretty sad and just just because what Danny has given to this team in the past five or so seasons. So that news I was like, okay, still sad over that. Then bam, another notification on my phone. And now the Patriots got rid of and didn't extend contract Malcolm Butler. I mean, honestly, we all expected this after the Super Bowl fiasco, and I'm not one to blame him. I mean, here he was, worked his butt off for the his, his whole career for the Patriots. Great story, like undrafted, Super Bowl hero. Worked pretty hard. I mean, last season, people will say he didn't have an amazing season. I mean, he had some good breakups, but, like, it wasn't amazing. Two years ago, he played amazing, but I think he still has it in him. But uh, he got signed by the Titans. Big contract. $61 million in five years. The $30 million guaranteed. Now that is a big contract. Uh, but he is making over ten million a year, which is just phenomenal. I mean, like you look at his contract two years ago as the on the Patriots, he's barely getting paid over a million. So, I don't blame him for leaving. It's it's rough. I mean, we we're we're going to have to go after a better cornerback now. I mean, the people we have right now, because like, as you saw in the Super Bowl, the Eagles threw all over us. So we need, we're going to have to need to get a solid cornerback in here to take his spot. Because Butler was like, a, I thought Butler was a really good guy. And I thought that he could have kept tearing it up for years to come. And I, I, I really, really wanted him to get like that franchise tag, like before we got Gilmore. Like, Ever since we did that big, big Gilmore um, contract signing, I, I just thought that the Patriots saw that Butler didn't really have a spot here anymore. Because here he was, like, his first two seasons played great. I mean, the one where he got the Super Bowl interception, he played great um, in the Super Bowl and a few of the playoff games. But he didn't really start all season. Then, like, the year after, like, he was going up against number one receivers in his second year ever, pretty much, like, his first full season starting. And he, he played pretty good. I mean, we went to the Super Bowl and won. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we all saw this coming. To be honest, I, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. 
I've always saw Butler was like a nice, humble guy. I mean, working his way up from working at Popeyes to pretty much winning the Super Bowl for us. But, I mean, he had some great breakups. That Super Bowl interception, man, that's something I'll never forget. That's something and no Patriots fans will ever forget. And we can pretty, like, we can give a lot of credit to that Super Bowl to Malcolm Butler because if he didn't intercept that and it got, like, batted down or something, they were most likely going to hand it to Marshawn Lynch, and Lynch probably would have scored, probably. This is, like, no guarantees, but he's on the one-yard line, and it's Marshawn Lynch. So thank you, Butler, for that interception. Thank you for your time here. He's been – I have a Butler jersey. He's been one of he's been one of my favorite players. I've just liked – that he's just been like hardworking. He doesn't really talk much. And like I just thought that he was a good fit for like the Patriot way and offense. The stuff surrounding the Super Bowl, I st- like we still don't really he's claimed that he didn't do anything bad, but like there was rumors and stuff going around that he like broke curfew and stuff. But I mean we don't really know for sure yet. So I'm not one to judge him on that when I don't really know the whole situation. So he's going to be making a lot of money on Tennessee, going to be playing with Logan Ryan. And it's funny because the head coach of uh, uh, the Tennessee Titans now is Mike Vrabel. You guys remember Mike Vrabel, linebacker? He was awesome, catching touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Um, Vrabel was a great guy. I'm really happy for him because he's still pretty young. I'm really happy for him and getting a head coaching job. And now it's funny that he's going to be coaching two former Patriots like Logan Ryan and Malcolm Butler. That's kind of cool that they're back together because, I mean, when they were on the Pats together, they were good together. So the Tennessee secondary is going to, I think they're going to be great this year. And we, we play them this year, and I think it's going to be a tough game. Their cornerbacks are good, and just it's going to be weird seeing Butler in that uniform like it was seeing Logan Ryan when we played them in the playoffs. So Malcolm Butler, great pass breakups in his career, some great interceptions. But, I mean, it is what it is. He he deserved to get paid. I mean, we we all saw this coming. I mean, the Patriots weren't going to offer him something big. Even though he expressed before the Super Bowl this year that he wanted to stay in New England for the long term because he liked it here. It's his first team. They took a chance on him, and it paid off for him in the long run. So, congrats to him making some good money. But it doesn't end there. Does not end there. Now, who is going to be joining Malcolm Butler in Tennessee? Dion Lewis. Dion freaking Lewis. Dion Juki McJuice Pants Lewis. It's not. Dion Lewis really, really, really came out last year. I mean, because we have so many running backs, and we we always have so many running backs. But like towards the end of the season last year. Deion Lewis was just getting the ball so many times, and he was making stuff happen. But once again, good for him. He got a four-year deal, um, $20 million and $3 million in, in incentives. So once again, Deion Lewis, he's he's deserving the big the big pay. I mean, I didn't really see this coming. Like yesterday or two days ago, some news came out. It was like, there's like six or eight teams interested in Deion Lewis, and the Patriots are one of them that we are interested in keeping him. But if you look at the Patriots running back roster, I feel like they just thought that there wasn't much of a need for them to keep uh, Deion Lewis, Gillisley, 
Burkhead and James White. I mean, they're all, besides Gillisley, like, James White and Burkhead are kind of similar players. Like, they're good on the screen passes, they're small, and they're shifty. But was Deion Lewis the right one to get rid of? I couldn't tell you. I mean, last season, he read, he led the Patriots in rushing attempts, rushing yards, and touchdowns, wrapping up 1.7K all-purpose yards, 10 touchdowns. And he just kind of, it looked like he just kind of took over the Patriots' run game last year. I mean, because like throughout the season, they were kind of like mixing in Burkhead some games. Gillisley was getting a lot of touchdowns. Um, James White's usually like the third down guy, but it, it just seemed like he just kind of took over. And then like, I was looking forward to this, this off season. I was like, we're finally going to go into the year with like on number one running back. Cause every year we have so many running backs. It's like, who's going to be number one? Like, what are we going to do this year? But like this year was like, okay, Deion Lewis is the man for the job. Thought we were going to pay him. Finally have like that leading running back. Cause like everyone loved Deion Lewis. And if you look at our stats with Deion Lewis and how many games we've won versus we lost, it's ridiculous. Like the ones he's, he, the ones Deion Lewis has played, and we win a lot of them because he is he's a threat. He's a dual threat. He is a you hand the ball off to him, he can juke by. He because he's so little, he can sneak in the line and run. And you give him screen passes, he's gonna take it because he's quick and he's shifty. They call him the shifty Deion Lewis in Madden. <laughs> but major major threat. Um, this tweet I read from Mark Daniels says, how important was Deion Lewis in the Patriots offense last season? Over the final two games, he carried the ball 50 times. That's the most our running back has carried the ball in the final two weeks in Tom Brady's career and the most in Patriots history. So as you saw, like at the end of last year, they were just handing him the ball, handing him the ball, handing him the ball. So, I mean, he was great. I thought that Lewis, like, Lewis was also, like, all th- the thing that's rough about all three of these players is they were always, like, super, 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 like, good-hearted. Um, like, and hard workers. I mean, their work ethic was all really, really great. And Dion Lewis, it's sad. It's, it's more sad news. I mean, we didn't really expect this. We knew that a lot of people were going to try to get him. And we knew the running back situation was going to be tough because our running backs are all good. I mean, James White is a good situational and clutch uh, receiver and running running back and like third downs and clutch situations. Gillis Lee is a good powerhouse running back on the goal line and um, one yard, one, two yard uh, situational football. And then Burkhead is really, really good at the screens and opening up plays like Deion Lewis was. So we we uh, we kind of expected one to go. Probably not James White, but we expected Burkhead, Gillisley, or Lewis to go. And unfortunately, I think the we lost the best of them. And especially when we finally had someone taking over the position for the Patriots that um, we haven't really seen in a while. So now the question is, like, who are we going to target? Who are we going to drop? There's rumors going around that we're probably going to get rid of Solder. Um, Packer, I mean, with Amendola gone. I mean, our receiver game is still pretty stacked, though, if you think about it. I mean, we have, as of right now, we have Gronk. He plans, he's expected to return. So as of right now, we have Gronk. 
um, Brandon Cooks, who I mean, his first season last year was with like with the Patriots, and he did amazing. Um, you you don't really see that in like when people get traded to a team, like they usually don't have like a super breakout season the year of because they got to get used to like the quarterback and they get used to the playbook and the team. But a lot of people said like Cooks was a leader and like in the locker room on and off the field, and he played good. And I'm really like I feel like he's just going to keep getting better year after year. And then we will have Edelman back. Whew. Edelman will be back. I mean, Edelman's clutch too, but Amendola was always the guy to go to on those like big downs. I mean, Edelman is too, obviously. But it's nice to have two super, super clutch players versus just one. And, uh, yeah, and then we have like Malcolm Mitchell who will be back. It's also a very, very good receiver. And so, like, our, our receiver game is, is pretty stacked. We, the Packers did release Jordy Nelson. What do you guys think about that? Do you guys think it's worth going after? I mean, he gets hurt a lot, but he he's a really, really hardworking guy. And I personally, I personally think that he fits the Patriots way, like, really good. Because he's, like, hardworking, super, super humble, like, super, super... Like, Aaron Rodgers had nothing but kind words to say about him. Anything you ever, like, heard about Jordy Nelson is just that he's a great guy, great player, hardworking, and so on and so forth. So, will we go after him? I mean, I saw a few tweets yesterday. Uh, Some guy at Yahoo Sports said that Jordy Nelson, one of his targets was the Patriots, and I don't blame him. A lot of people, when they leave these teams, they were like, okay, like, I wouldn't mind playing on the Patriots because, like, the Patriots are good year after year. Coaching staff, amazing. Um, players on the team, amazing. There's there's a big opportunity here for a player to come to if they want to win a Super Bowl and have a great season. So, personally, do would I would like to see Jordy Nelson on the Patriots? I would love it. Do you, like, that would open up our offense even more. Especially Edelman back and Cooks and Jordy Nelson. That would... Not be fair. Tom Brady, at the rate he's been playing, the man put up 500 yards in the Super Bowl and was the league MVP last year at age 40. He's only getting better with age. If we throw in another amazing receiver, we, we, we don't even need running backs. Just, just, just stock Tom Brady up with receivers and running backs who are good at taking his screens. Let Brady go out there, pass for 500 yards every game. And then I think we got to stock up our defense. And then we will be great. So yeah, with these moves going on, I mean, our offense has been so stacked. So I think they're going to be looking to add some players to the defensive side of the ball. Who it's going to be, I don't know yet. But I think in the next few days, we will see us try to target some key defensive players and I even think we might go after some big uh, offensive linemen. I mean, you, t- Brady's getting old. We need to build up a good foundation in line for him so he doesn't get those hard hits on him and he can get the ball out without being pressured. And then once we build the receivers and the offense and the offensive line, our offense will be stellar. Our offense will be unbelievable like it was last year, but even better. Minus Danny Amendola and Deion Lewis. Defensively, I mean, Gilmore really stepped up last year. We'll have Hightower back. Whole defense kind of, 
our defense was turning it around a lot last season, but I mean, in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, it was just, it was a bloodbath and it was not pretty. So, I mean, we also need to get a new defensive coordinator. So defensive side of the ball is, I think, what we're going to focus on a lot, being able to stack up the defense and not allow as many yards or points to our opponents. And we'll be right back in the run next year. So thank you guys for listening to the Pats Motion Podcast. Thank you to all of our followers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate the ever-growing support. And we have a lot planned for this season, guys. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it briefly right now just for those who are interested. If you're not interested, thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe. Please review. We appreciate it a lot. Um, for those of you interested, so we have a pretty good amount of plans next year. I'll probably make a whole podcast on this. But we're going to take the podcast to the next level. We're going to try to do a lot of them, have on some special guests, um, have on some co-hosts, and just have a good time with it. Also plan on doing like more live shows, YouTube videos, and a lot of stuff. Um, if you guys want to like learn about this and stuff, just keep following us on social media. We'll post all the updates, guys. And thank you guys for tuning in and following us. I mean, we've been trying to bring you guys all this news and been working on this very hard guys like next season we have a lot planned so i look forward to that and sharing the patriots experience and just watching them with you guys so take care guys have a great week great day everyone wherever you are tuning in from today thank you guys take care thank you for listening to the pats militia podcast 